0: This is Harry Hawk Football! On today's show, we talk about the opening day of training camp and how our number one Arapo is not signed. We talk about John peeing on Philadelphia, the Mike Williams and O-Line Report, Jeremy Jarman signing, and much more. Live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Hey, y'all. Before we get into this podcast... Um, just wanted to point out that in between the time we recorded this last night and me mixing it down this morning on Friday, a has apparently signed and is supposed to report to camp today. With this being said, enjoy Harry Hog Football, episode 175.
1: Yo, 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 what's up, y'all?
2: Yo, 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 what's happening? Yo,
1: yo, 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 yo. yo.
2: Yellow cake, yellow cake. Greetings,
1: my excellent friend. Yellow
2: Speaking of yellow cake, guess where I've been for the past two days?
1: You've been hanging out with Yellow cake down in New Orleans?
2: I've been hanging out with Yellow cake down in New Orleans. Well, you know, he is a friend of Harry I've been in the the shadow of the Superdome.
0: That's very
1: interesting, man. Shadow of the Super Bowl, our Superdome. That's hanging right. Hanging out with Mark Brunell, um, former quarterback, of the Washington Redskins.
0: Did you guys uh, happen to notice that it's football season? Notice what? It's football season.
1: Notice what? What?
0: It's football season.
1: Oh, it is. is it really? To the Redskins. <laughs> That's right, folks. Today, Thursday, is, was, the first day of training camp.
0: I'm going to play you some music so you can get pumped up.
1: Oh, man. This is my favorite stadium music of all
2: time. (laughs) All
0: right. Continuing on with our actual itinerary, the first item of business is that John peed on Philadelphia. John peed
2: on Philadelphia.
1: (laughs) I peed on their rug, man. Dude. Well, as you guys know, well, some of you listeners know, I was on vacation right when Josh got back from vacation. I went on vacation, went on a little uh, cruise ship party time up there in the northeast and uh, cruised out of New York City. Drove right by the ghetto lands on the way out there from the airport and everything. And uh, as I was flying from Norfolk to Newark, about halfway through the fifty-five minute flight, I was like, "Man, I really gotta pee." So you know, I gotta work my way up the aisle to the one one bathroom on the airplane because it was a small airplane.
2: Was it a turbo prop? Uh,
1: it was a it was a twin prop. How many? Yes, it was. It was a De Havilland Dash.
0: Dude, how many bathrooms do you need?
1: I, I need one. You guys know that I'm you know I'm Flacco, so.
2: Dude, what airlines did you fly that still has turbo props?
1: <laughs> this was Continental. <laughs> um, actually, it was Colgan Air, a subsidiary of Continental. Nice. Um, and anyway, so yeah, one bathroom. And, you know, I'm skinny. I'm Blocko. And I could barely turn around in this bathroom, like, to lock the door behind me. So, man, you guys would have been hating it in there. <laughs> but anyway, so I did my business. was like, ah, I feel better. Got out of the bathroom, went back to my seat. As I'm walking back to my seat, I glance out the window. I'm like, oh, what city are we flying over? Oh, we're flying over Philadelphia. Oh, look, there's the link right there. And then it suddenly hit me. I just flushed the toilet right over Philadelphia. Nice.
2: If only it was like the old days where they just, you know, you just peed into a hole (laughs) and went out the bottom of the plane.
0: And then someone's like wiping their brow going, is it raining? (laughs) <laughs> kind of like what Dave Matthews
2: did. Someone's at.
1: down there going, man, it's so muggy. Is it raining? Anyway. What's up with this burgundy and gold sweat?
0: That was a good story. <laughs> Moving on, news from training camp. Our number one pick, um, Brian Orakpo. number
1: one, our number one pick, Orakpo. He's a no-show.
0: No-show Orakpo.
1: <laughs> um, he's still a no-show. No show. Yo, a no he show. does
0: not have a contract.
1: Arakpo, where you at? <laughs> <sighs> I don't know what the word is on Arakpo exactly. Um, I don't know what the sticking points are with the contract talks, but as the end as of the end of day one, he is still not signed. Still not and signed. And many, many first rounders are not signed throughout the NFL, but but you know, we don't care about that. Dude needs to get in camp. Yeah. We need him to be on uh yeah. On target and getting all the reps he can. We do need this guy. He needs to we get need him. here.
0: Get here. Um,
1: because Aaron, you heard a rumor today that uh, oh yeah, uh, Philip Daniels was already icing his down his knee in the second practice already. I
0: cannot confirm or disconfirm this rumor, but <laughs> apparently there was a rumor on the Washington Post blog today where someone apparently was at the training camp, tweeting in, or whatever it's called. Twitter. Twittering, (laughs) Twittering in, like, every couple of minutes, like, what was happening. And he said there was some tent over in the, uh, on the sideline, and Albert Hainsworth, Philip Daniels, and Malcolm Kelly all had, like, ice on their knees, and they were, like, riding on the bikes. And someone else, I thought it was, I um, thought he said it was uh, Carlos Rogers, but right, like I said, I cannot substantiate <laughs> this. I didn't see it at any. Got, I didn't see. Might as well
1: be Carlos Rogers. Turf toad. I didn't.
0: See, I didn't see it on any other newsworthy or sorry news credible sources such as,
1: like Harry Hawk yeah. football.
0: So anyway, .com. There's that rumor. There was also, I saw an article today, and there was this picture of these people holding up a sign that said something like, We want Vic in D.C. I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember what the sign said exactly. What? And then there's this little John-looking dude with a piece of notebook paper that said, No, we don't, standing next to him. No, we don't.
2: Well, you know, he is, uh, being a Virginia Tech guy, there are a lot of people probably that rallied around him at one time that wouldn't mind seeing him come to Washington. I'm just saying. Um,
0: Yeah.
1: I'll take a pass.
0: I would like to not see him come to Washington. A, because I never really thought he was that great of a quarterback. He was a good
1: athlete, but. Thank you. He. You know, I saw a stat today on, I believe it was ESPN, or it might have been yesterday, where they showed that Vic is somewhere like third or fourth all time um, in rushing yards for a quarterback. Behind like Marino or and, and, you know some people that don't run, we're nimble, but we're not running quarterbacks like like Randall Cunningham or any of those guys. And I'm like that's great and all, but dude can't throw. Like he can throw a long way, but he can't throw accurately. Mm. Oh, and he's yeah. I don't want him. I almost said a curse word.
0: Maybe they could sign him as like a wide receiver that could sometimes throw like that.
1: They already got Marquise Hagan <laughs> from UVA up there.
0: Yeah, there you got him.
1: Playing that role as the backup to Antoine Randall. Wait, is he
0: still on the roster? They don't need Vic. He's
1: still on the watch. You know who needs the Vic? You know who needs the Vic? Do I have a roster? Is, the is there a
0: roster around here someplace? Heck, I can't find it.
1: But guys, that- what, are you, what are you looking for on the roster? Is
0: Marquise still on there?
1: He is still on there as of this evening, as of right now. Marquise Hagens is still a member of the uh, Washington Redskins squad. He's wearing number eighty.
2: Excellent, guys. Back to the back to the Iraqpo thing for a minute. Oh right, right, right. Um, there was a uh, there was an article, an AP article today, where where there was an interview with uh, Greg Bloch. Did you guys read that about Iraqpo?
0: Um, did not. I,
2: Re- actually, I read a little bit of it where he was like, yeah, he needs to be in camp. Well, let me, let me read a few, um, highlights from that if we don't mind here. Uh, Definitely. basically, he didn't sound too pleased is what they're saying that Arakpo missed camp so far. He's missed the first two practices. Um, good. Greg, Greg Blosh said, uh, he's not getting better. We are not getting better as a team. When a guy holds out, doesn't help him, doesn't help the football team. The only person that benefits is the agent so he can recruit people next year. Um, mm-hmm. He said, what they're fighting about now, Rakpo probably couldn't explain it to you in 20 years. Not that he isn't a very intelligent person, but it's m- minute things. That's our business. Those things happen. We don't worry about guys that aren't here. And then he goes on to say, um, uh, he needs all the work he can do out here when he comes in, then we'll worry about him. But in the meantime, he has to make decisions. They have to make decisions. But you know what? We've got to make decisions, and we're moving forward.
0: Yeah, it doesn't sound too happy. And then I heard, I read yeah. something that Zorn was kind of like, I'm not really worried about it. But then again, he's the offensive deed.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. So anyway. So anyway, are we worried about Arakbo not being in camp? I'm a little worried. I'm worried. But – In, you know, in the long, the long and the short of it is that if he takes a couple days to sign, he's, he's, you know, a couple days isn't going to kill him in his development. If he holds out for like four weeks, then someone needs to go slap him around.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he better watch out because we also signed using a third round pick from next year, Jeremy Jarman out of UK. University and I was
2: going to point something out about that, though. I don't think that's a big deal, you know, as far as looking at Iraqbo goes, because I think the intent all along has been to try to play Arakpo more at outside linebacker um, is what I seem to have been reading um, anyway. So just because we've signed this guy as a defensive end doesn't mean necessarily that Ooh, we've signed this guy. He's going to take a Ragpo spot. I mean, maybe they see this guy as being the bookend to Andre Carter and moving a Ragpo back full-time to linebacker.
1: I think they see this guy in a couple of different lights, Uh the Jeremy Jarman guy, right. who's listed as a defensive end. He's 6'3", 277. Right. Um, I think they're seeing him as someone who's going to be picking up where Philip Daniels and Ronaldo Wynn are leaving off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because those guys are at the tail end of their careers. Right. And this Jarman guy is pretty good. I mean, the Eagles, the Lions, and I've heard a couple other teams, but I don't know which ones, uh, but it, definitely the Eagles and the Lions are going to bur- burn a fourth-round pick to get this guy. Right. And the Redskins jump the gun and burn a third to pick him up. And for those of you guys that don't know how the supplemental draft works, it's kind of a – well, it's, it's a supplemental draft. It's a draft that they do a few months after the regular draft for players who have suddenly become ineligible to play college ball this fall, whether it's their grades, uh, legal problems. It's, it's usually a bunch of real winners. Um, <laughs> and, and I know that Jarman was the first guy to be drafted in the supplemental draft in two years. And I think the last one was, was a uh, Brooks out of UVA. Um, who had a big falling out in the spring and, and missed the draft. Uh, last time I heard, he was playing for Cincinnati. And he had some legal trouble, too, so he fit in right there. Anyway. Um, this Jarman guy, apparently, uh he was ineligible to play this fall. I can't remember exactly why. I, think. I
0: can tell you why. I talked to some Kentucky fans. Remember, remember where you. I live. I talked to some Kentucky fans that say this dude is pretty awesome and that he probably would have gone first round if it wasn't for his little mishap. Apparently... Yep. He took a dietary supplement that was on the NCAA banned list, and they tell me that at his news conference about this, he was like bawling his eyes out and showed people what he showed people the medicine that he took or whatever it was, and showed how that that um, what should we call it ingredient was not listed on there. And what was it called? I don't know. I didn't ask them that. But anyway, they say he's going to be pretty good and that that they thought it was a good pickup for us using a third rounder. even a Cowboys fan said that.
1: Well, if for no other reason, if he turns out to be good, it'll be extra sweet if we know that we kept the Eagles from picking him up. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but uh, go back to the supplemental draft. Um, because the Redskins used a third-round pick, um, the Redskins lose their third round pick in the next draft, the 2010 regular draft. And that's how it works. Whatever pick you make, if you burn a first round pick in the supplemental draft, you lose your first rounder in the next regular draft. Now, John. And that's why most guys don't even get drafted in this. It's, they might get signed as free agents because people don't want to burn a draft pick on someone who's failed drug tests or been arrested multiple times and things like that. It's usually, that's usually what you get. But it sounds like this guy, Kind of a, uh, he may have been in the boat as those two Williams guys that are the tackles that play for the Vikings, who are still fighting in court the, to uh, overturn their four-game ban for taking a supplement that had a uh, uh, an ingredient that was banned by the NFL, but it wasn't listed on the bottle. And you know what? I think they got a case. It sounds like he's got the same kind of deal. If it's not on the bottle, right, and it's not on the list, then you know. That kind of sucks.
2: Well, I was just reading up here a little bit, and his coach, uh, Rich Brooks, I guess at Kentucky, um, you know, actually came out to the media and said you know, his first concern was with Jeremy and his family because it's been this devastating blow, that there was no intent by Jeremy to do anything improper. It was an error in judgment and not checking with our staff before he took the supplement, that uh, Jeremy has been an outstanding individual on and off the football field. And that he hopes that huh. people understand what a class act he has been.
0: That's pretty much
2: what well, sounds. Yeah, that's like pretty much
0: what everyone. It wasn't
2: saying. on the bottle, but it was probably on the list,
1: and he didn't check with the coaches with the list, like the trainers or whoever. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, it? but
2: it well, it sounds like the coach is saying that his staff should have checked it better. That Jeremy had no idea he was doing anything wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, well,
2: that, well, that's maybe, pretty
0: much what everyone maybe, says about. Maybe it
1: was. Him. Maybe the onus was on him to go to them and say, "I want to take this." It doesn't say anything wrong on the lit on the bottle but is it on the list
0: either way mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like he's going to be that big of a character issue as
1: no it doesn't it sounds like he might be alright so so anyway Jeremy Jarman number 76 used... wow they gave him John Jansen's number we, we used a third round <laughs> on Every
2: yeah, dude
0: every double J gets a yeah. 76 so um you guys didn't even get it's that it's
2: funny that he got drafted in the supplemental draft after taking a supplement There you go.
0: Anyway, moving forward, um, oh, you know what it's time for?
1: What time is it? Franco-American SpaghettiOs, show them your old face.
0: It's time for the O-Line Report. This week's O-Line Report is brought to you by
2: Franco American Spaghettios, apparently. Yeah.
0: Anyway, the O-Line Report. I wanted to. Did you guys see the article about Mike Williams and uh, Chris Samuels and I think a few other dudes that went out to Arizona to work out over the last four or
1: five months?
2: I did not see it, although Aaron was telling me. You were telling me a little bit about this before the podcast.
1: Yeah. I heard a little bit about it, seeing a little bit of a Redskins Nation. On Comcast this evening, uh, the interview, Antoine randall was interviewing uh, Chris Samuels. And what I heard from Chris Samuels on there was that uh, Mike Williams is a bad, bad man.
0: And he's also STE because he went from about, I think it was 450 pounds we talked about a few months ago in February. And now he's down to yeah. 342 pounds.
2: That's like That's lo- amazing. That's like losing a John Adams. So I
1: said. That, that's that's almost to me right there. Um, Laco. Um, yeah, that's pretty wild. And what Samuels was saying was when they were out in Arizona that Williams was working out three times a day. Three times a day. Like they go and work out and eat lunch and then go and eat, work out, and eat dinner. And Samuels was like, I'd go to bed and he'd go back to the weight room.
0: Mm-hmm. And apparently, this dude, this so, dude that ran, the, and so
1: he wasn't doing it. I, I forgot to add this in. Sorry, Aaron. And he wasn't doing it with supplements. He wasn't taking diuretic supplements to try to, you know, lose weight the wrong way. He was actually doing it with the weights and the uh, the dieting and everything, which is pretty damn amazing. Yeah,
0: they said it was all old school style, like flipping like heavy tires down the field and stuff like that, like That's pushing awesome. SUVs <laughs> around and they said it was like 115-degree <laughs> Arizona weather. And the guy that runs wow. the program, I forget his name, but apparently he had like 30-some NFL players at his um, little training thing.
1: That's a dry heat. And I
0: saw that Chris Samuels is down to like 306. He almost broke out of the 300C club, which means he would have to turn in his fatty card.
1: Whoa. What Rand- Randall L. was saying on there, he was like, you are cut talking to uh, Chris Samuels. and not like cut cut he was saying Samuels is like totally built like he totally looks in great shape mm-hmm. but you know what everyone does when they come to camp pretty much nowadays it's not like it was 20 30 years ago we need to have Riggins like rolling out of bed with beer cans falling to the ground and, and sliding into camp the first day you know those guys I got to work out pretty much all year mm-hmm. round
2: well Chris Samuels was what he was only like listed at 314 last year
0: and Dockery apparently lost weight too,
1: leaner, meaner. Hopefully, they're. Uh, hopefully, it's going to be uh, some some more movement with their zone blocking and all that stuff that's going to be going
0: on. Well, right I was here. I was reading this that same article I think, and Dockery was in there. Apparently, he went to school with um, Mike Williams. I forget where Texas or something, but anyway, he said back then when Mike Williams was like a sophomore. He weighed three forty something. And uh Dockery said he was like destroying people at that weight. Like he was fast and strong. Hopefully.
1: I'm look I'm looking forward to seeing this guy in some in some real
0: action. Yeah, me too. In um, two
1: weeks. You know. I know, dudes, it's almost Woo <laughs> Woohoo Thunder, right Nice here. Pumped.
0: <laughs> also, I was reading Cooley's blog today. Um, and they were, he was talking about the team meeting last night and all this stuff that like Jim Zorn was saying, like rules and stuff like that. And then he unveiled the new yeah. team shorts, and he was like, "There's not going to be any people just cutting off their own uh, sweats and making them into shorts. We have seamstresses for that." And then he like unveiled like the team shorts that like came down a little bit, you know, right at his knee. And then he was like, "And we have special ones for Chris Cooley," and like took off those shorts, and underneath he had like the shorter version.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was
0: something like that I'm paraphrasing of course Don't quote me But anyway And on Chris Cooley's blog There's a picture of him Like in those shorter shorts Than everyone else
1: Right on Well we have something else To talk about with Chris Cooley's blog But I think we should probably Go to a uh, station break here And then we'll come back to that What do you guys think? That sounds good
0: Yeah hey, let's do that well, Let's pause 10 seconds For station identification <laughs> You're listening to to Harry Harry, Hog Football football. Please hang up and try again Alright we're back
2: We're back Yeah Dude is that Cialis music? What? Is that Is that music from some sort of Erectile dysfunction drug. Dude, do you have two bathtubs out in your driveway? (laughs) Is that what that music is?
0: (laughs) Dude, this is some funky grooves by Jimmy McGriff. Don't be blaspheming
2: like that. No, seriously. If you go back to the beginning of that music, it's an imagine two bathtubs and and a couple holding hands. You can imagine that. Dude,
0: just imagine this. Imagine two bathtubs and in one of them is Jason Witten and in the one next to him is Chris sorry, not Chris, is Tony Romo and they're holding hands and looking <laughs> off into the sunset at the new Dallas Stadium.
1: <laughs> oh, you mean Romo and witdog Dog? And
0: Wit Dog. And in case you guys haven't seen Chris Cooley's video on his blog page, he's talking about how uh, Jason Witten was jealous that he didn't get one of those NFL fantasy file things like Chris Cooley when he punched through the drywall and caught the ball. So him and his brother <laughs> decided they were going to make one one night after apparently they had too much to drink,
2: and that's Tanner, right? His brother Tanner. Yeah,
0: and in the yeah. in the film, <laughs> in the film, Chris Cooley plays Wit Dog, and Tanner Dog. plays Tony Romo, and for some reason he's wearing like a Zorro mask. <laughs> <laughs> And there's like two parts of it. The first one, it's like Tony Romo throwing balls to Jason Witten and he like drops every single one and then says something about Braylon Edwards can catch a ball behind his back and he turns around and like Tony Romo hits him in the butt with a football. And then the next portion, they're inside, which apparently is Chris Cooley's house or someone's. It's some giant house with no furniture in it all echoey and whatnot. <laughs> so anyway, they're in there, like he was like, Tony Romo is like, can, can anyone else do this? And he takes the eight ball on the pool table and just like uses his hand and like pushes it into the corner pockets. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just say, they do something with darts where, um, Jason Witten like bends down, like he's going to hike the ball. And, um,
1: <laughs>
0: this is the best part. and then tony romo is back there going i like what i'm seeing wit dog i like what i'm seeing <laughs> and then he hikes him the dart and apparently i don't know if it like <laughs> stabbed him in the hand or what but they just both start cracking up and that pretty much ends the video because they can't stop laughing about it
1: yeah it's pretty it's pretty funny we're gonna try to embed it on our website um Cause they want you to do that, you know. <laughs> From, if
0: not, you can just go see it at com is his blog page. Yeah,
1: it's hilarious. And, and I did put a little article on the website, HarryHawkFootball.com, um, about it. Um, <laughs> and basically I'm pretty pumped about that for a number of reasons. One, cause it's funny and two, because we got players stoking the Cowboys Redskins hated rivalry. Mm-hmm. When was the last time that happened?
0: I know. It's pretty funny. And now, now like, come come Redskins Cowboys game day, we're going to have, like, Dick Stockton or, or some other um, NFL dude on Fox. Probably Joe Buck, you know, because it's a Cowboys game.
1: It'll probably be Joe Yuck and Troy Aikman.
0: And the rivalry's been heated up as of late because Chris Cooley's video, take a watch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And the thing is, Aikman will be like, I kind of thought it was pretty funny. And Yuck would be like, that was a disgusting blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I love Terrell Oh, man. He is a good kicker. <laughs> good kicker. <laughs>
0: was that Joe Buck that said that?
1: I think that was my favorite Joe uh, Yuck uh, quote from last year. Last year he is a good kicker. He is a about- good kicker. No, uh, about uh, the Cowboys.
0: Nick Folk or whatever his name is.
1: <laughs> yeah, he hit like a second field goal, and he was just like, "He is a good kicker." And I mean, he was really feeling it when he said that too. He was, yeah. he was really into it. And
0: That's didn't Joe Yuck like, like, <laughs> so. And didn't Joe Yuck like get some TV show on HBO? And apparently, the first day he got joked really bad or something.
1: He had some like kind of dirty comedian on there. I forget who it is, but he had some dirty comedian on there and the guy pretty much did what he was supposed to do. And, uh, it's a live show. I think it's only once a month on HBO. It's a live show. And I think he pretty much screwed him on it. It was pretty, um, from what I hear, it was pretty funny. Cause Joe, Yuck had no idea what to do anyway.
2: Dude, dude, since we're, we're, we were talking about Tony Romo there, did you guys see that, uh, Jessica Simpson, unveiled a new fragrance called Fancy Love, which was inspired by her past love, Tony. Um,
0: <laughs> so let me ask you this. Can, oh man, I think I just threw I up on my hand.
2: Hold on. Does that mean
1: she's Does that, mean that fancy? her
0: new fragrance, <laughs> her new fragrance probably smells free. a lot like Yellow Cake. Yellow Cake.
1: <laughs> 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 smells like Yellow Cake. <laughs> Smells like- But, but with, but if it's, if it's Tony Romo and he plays for the Cowboys, <laughs> blue
2: cake With an, with an underlying of- <laughs> too. <laughs> uh, I mean BO, I mean BO, excuse me.
1: <laughs> oh man, I actually heard on the uh, news today that, uh, Jessica Simpson still has feelings for Romo, and I said, well yeah, cause
2: he's the one that dumped her. Dude, that's what I'm saying. She apparently released this fragrance, which was inspired by him, Dude, by her love for him.
0: Didn't I tell you guys?
2: Aww, that's I, so sweet. Didn't I, t- <laughs> didn't
0: I tell you guys? I broke the story that he dumped her for T.O. and no one would listen to me.
1: And no one would listen. But I wouldn't know anything about T.O. because every time... How many how often have the damn Buffalo Bills had this much news before training camp even started? You can't turn the channel on ESPN without seeing something about the Buffalo Bills because of TO.
2: And don't even get me started about VH1. <laughs> oh
1: man,
2: I don't know, dude. But but um, I had a uh, I know we have our list of things to talk about here. But um, I just came across something else, and I wanted to bring this up. Aaron's favorite Redskins quarterback of all time that he ever met that refused to give him autographs um, (laughs) (laughs) believes that he can still play in the NFL. (laughs)
1: That's
2: right. He's going
1: to – he's going to uh, give – or he's hoping that the Vikings are going to give him a shot. Isn't that where you're going with that? Yes,
2: that's where I'm going because Brett Favre has now said he will not play for Minnesota. And so Jeff George, um, Jeff
0: George play couldn't for play for the Redskins ten years ago.
2: <laughs> Jeff George couldn't play for any of the teams he's been on, except for the Jeff Vikings. George that one, Jeff George doesn't even year. know how
0: to lift his hand to sign an autograph.
2: Here's what he said: "I feel like I can still play, and if there's someone out there to give me a shot, that would. Dude, be Dude, you know he's
0: going to give him a shot. That other league, Dude, what's you it know called? What
2: it is? <laughs> he's probably broke."
1: Exactly. He's probably broke. And if he can't get a shot with the, what is it, the
2: United Football League yeah. that's
1: coming up this fall?
2: Yeah. L- listen to this. He go- he goes on to say, you look throughout the league and you see 20 teams that need quarterbacks. 20 teams need starters and probably everybody needs a backup. In my opinion, that's there's just not a lot of quality quarterbacks out there these days. <clears throat>
1: Dude, he's not broke. He's in debt.
2: Mind you, he has not taken a snap or played a regular season down since 2001. Wow. Who did he play for? 2001. Who did he play for in 2001?
0: (laughs) And that was the year he wouldn't sign my autograph. he
2: sucks. guess he was too cool for school.
1: Jeff George, the guy who said that the quarterback does not have to be a leader. There you have it. He's a
0: yellow cake. Anyway, moving forward... um, John pointed this out to me before the podcast, and I don't think we brought it up yet. Apparently, today at the first day of training camp, the biggest cheer from the crowd went to Jason Campbell.
1: Jason Campbell, that's right. They were saying Chris Cooley got a really big cheer because, you know, he's a fan favorite and all that stuff, and he's a nut job, you know, he's crazy, all that good stuff. But that an even bigger cheer went up for Jason Campbell, and I think that's really cool. Cause it, it makes me think, cause there's a lot of Jason ha- Campbell haters out there and it makes me think that there's a lot of people out there who actually think he could do a really good job. And you know, we've talked about this a million times. We all know this is a make it or break it year for him. You know, if, if he, if he fails this year as the leader of the Redskins, then he's cut. He won't be back. I think, but I believe all three of us have faith that he can get it done if he has the protection on the O line and with the second year, or with one year Jim Zorn system under his belt, he could have a fantastic year.
2: I think that he could definitely. I mean, we've talked about this over and over. I mean, I I think that he could, but he Lunch. he needs to have a confidence that the Redskins organization is behind him too, and they've not shown him any of that. So he's fighting a right. he's fighting a lot of a lot of really high odds here. I mean, he's uh, right. You know, he's he's got a lot going against him because. You know, he's, he's had all these off-season rumors of transactions and this and that and the other. And, um, you know, he's just got to feel a little uneasy. So he's got to put that out of his mind, plus go out and prove that he can get the job done. And, and that's just going really to be really hard. Chris Coley was talking, saying that he looks um,
1: he's,
2: he's got to get that fire
1: in his, in his chest, that Chris, fire in, in his gut. You know, like in the movie Red Dawn, where he's like, Oh, that hatred's going to burn you up, son. And the kid said, dude, it keeps me warm.
2: He's got the fire in his arm. That's what he
1: needs right there. That's what he needs. He needs that red dawn fire. Chris Cooley was
0: saying that. that he was he was he's looking got the pretty fire good in his arm over the last few
2: days, dude. Yeah, um, I think they need to. I think they need to open up when he's fresh at the top of the game, first game. Open up by just sending Santana Moss as far and as fast as he can go, and let and let Campbell unload it with a fresh arm.
1: On the very first play. Sure, why not?
2: Why not? Let's go
1: five out. Five wide outs. Including the tight end. Well, yeah. What we
0: really need, dude,
1: got the
2: what we really need take is... A, off guard. <laughs> <Mike> <laughs> we Wade need another receiver to step
0: up, though, seriously. <laughs>
2: He's big. Well, apparently... Well, yeah, we all know that. From what you were saying, what? Well, we it was Malcolm That's a Kelly rumor. was hurt today? Is that what you were That's saying? Allegedly. Or he was Allegedly.
1: resting. Allegedly. With, with, it may have just been precaution to put the ice on his knee just to be safe. Since he does have recurring problems, <laughs> too, or so.
0: <laughs> oh man. Anyway, moving forward, the, the last item of business on the list is that Portis and Zorn now have an understanding, according to Portis.
1: Allegedly, um, I again I saw this today on Redskins Nation. Um, he was being Portis was being interviewed by Kelly Johnson from Comcast and he was telling her basically that yeah that that yeah he and and Zorn have had you know a few shouting matches and basically Clinton thought he was being called out unfairly for things that other players weren't being called out for and that he uh he was saying that Zorn should treat him more like a man and pull him aside and talk to him like in private about things he wants him to work on um and Zorn, of course, is calling him out and using him as an example and hoping that his star running back will step up and be a man and take it in front of all the other players and, and you know, show a great example of the way to do it. And instead, Clinton Portis kind of cried and moaned and bitched back at him. So apparently they have an understanding where Zorn is not going to yell at him as much and try not to use him as, as an example
2: of good,
0: Aww, and Portis Spaw. won't
2: get mad about it.
0: Poor Porus. Can't <laughs> take it.
2: Yeah, I know. Well, apparently Portis has said everything is fine, <laughs> and Zoran said our relationship um, has grown.
0: Okay. Uh. uh. <laughs> <Ground>. <laughs> Where's that
2: music again, Aaron? Our relationship. Has our grown. relationship is <laughs> grown. <laughs> Dude, this
1: doesn't sound anything like the Cialis. Song. Right here.
2: Here you go. Right here. Listen.
0: Are you talking about the Hammond V three?
2: Uh, all right, maybe I'm talking about the new, the new products, Cialis, Cialis Funk, <laughs> inspired by my Cialis
0: love Cialis for Tony funk. Romo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this week's episode of Harry Hog Football brought to you by Cialis Funk. Get the funk out with Cialis.
2: Insight Romo.
1: Get your funk on. Anyway, there you go. get your funk on. Why what else we got? Out while you get the funk Is that about wrapping up the, for tonight? Uh,
0: Especially since Josh is up, quote man. sick as a
2: dog. I am. I don't know, man. John thinks I came back with swine flu, but I came back from uh from New Orleans today and flew back in, man. I've got this. Do you have hairy hog you have hairy hog flu malaria?
1: Malaria. Yeah. Dudes, I saw a stat in the paper last week. Last week, just last week, that 100,000 new cases of swine flu were found in the UK. What,
2: like?
1: In just one week. So everyone's getting it.
2: Just like sitting around or in people?
1: Just in people. No, not like hanging out on the park bench and like railing. Dude, I think I had it. I think I had it a few weeks ago. (laughs) Everyone's getting it. Everyone's getting it. Is it, is it, I'm pretty sure I had it before the end of the school year. Man, you know how many sick kids mm-hmm. I saw in the last three weeks of school?
2: I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is it any worse than the regular flu? I'm, I'm surprised that – you know what? I bet we'll start hearing, with training camps and these players coming together, I bet we'll start hearing maybe about a case or two uh, in some I don't know of about NFL that. training camps.
0: It's kind of hot there.
2: I think we will because we've already heard about baseball
1: players getting it. Yeah. Uh, most recently, that pitcher Padilla for the uh, Texas Rangers had it just this week. Or well, past. apparently
0: they're going to have a um, not that this has anything to do with football, but apparently they're going to have a p- <laughs> vaccine out in October for that.
2: Oh yeah. Just right after it's right after it's too late. Um, I wanted to bring something else up. I sent you guys a uh, an email earlier today. Uh, Send us an envelope, swine. Phone. I sent you an email, and it had a picture of my red skin tomato garden.
1: Oh, I saw the that. The tomatoes.
2: Very nice. So we're the tomatoes are coming in nice and strong. We're, we've got a uh, an heirloom burgundy variety and an heirloom um, gold variety. And together they are red nice. skin colors. So, Aaron, if you get that picture, throw it up on the podcast. Um, okay. there's some beautiful tomatoes.
0: All right.
1: Very nice. Well,
0: that being said.
1: And for those of you in the Mid-Atlantic and the uh, Upper Southeast, you know that it's not been a very good year for tomatoes. It's been a little chilly and a little wet.
2: Mm. My tomato plants so, are seven feet tall. Solid. So there you go. But
1: are, are they are they overflowing with tomatoes? Yes, to
2: they three are. Three Each one of them has very like nice. 20 or 30 tomatoes on them right now.
1: So, man, I'm jealous because one of our tomato plants is like six feet tall and it's got one tomato. We, but I live in the
2: ghetto, so... We we made some pico, uh well, Amy made some pico today, and then I come home and the whole windowsill is just filled with all these ripe tomatoes, so we're going to have to make some pico salsa and some sauce and stuff. But
0: Don't get it in your eye, <laughs> <laughs> yo. You feed it to a rack pole. It's got jalapenos. <laughs> it's kind of hot for grangos, <laughs> Get it in your eye, yo! Oh all man! Right, all right. On
1: that note, on that note, today is Thursday, July thirtieth. The first day of training camp. The first preseason game is two weeks away at Baltimore, folks. It's
2: on the thirteenth of August. I am... Are you? Oh! Thank the blessed Lord! It's football season again.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and on that note,
2: dudes. In the meantime, between now and then, we'll um. We'll try to get back on track with the podcast. We've been through the summer vacations. Fun. And uh, keep on checking into uh HarryHogFootball.com as well as RedskinsBook.com. And, um, Soon to be one of the same. That's right.
0: And, um, dudes, on that note, hail to the Redskins. And until next week when we have more training camp news, hopefully no injuries, um, if you see a Cowboys fan, do what Cooley did. Joke them.
2: Choco!
0: Bye
1: bye. I like what I'm seeing.